Welcome, Mahara, Mr. Sane. Thank you for coming. Very nice to see both of you. You've been traveling, I suppose, preaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice of you to drop a little honey here on this uh, this flowering place as well. So, any questions tonight? Yes, Maharaji. Um, well, I was wondering, I was reading on Harmonist, uh, there was an article about Sridhar, that Sridhar Maharaj wrote about Bach, about Gadardhar, and, it, and in there he pointed out that Bhaktisiddhanta had said, had, had written also something, or spoken, that he had a divine realization, uh, divine vision that Gadardhar was, um, Bhaktivinoda. Bhaktivinoda was from Gadarkar and um, uh, Thrutangar Maharaj. Gorkishore, yeah. something like that. You wanted about that, huh? Yeah, I wanted to know what you said. He did say that on uh, one occasion it was recorded and then later printed. I don't know of any other such reference. And of course it's well known from the confessional text, if you will, uh, of uh, Bhaktivinoda Navadvit Baba uh, Taranga where he expresses his uh, meditation as in his meditative mind he goes through uh, Navadweep, hmm? offering respects in different places and uh, prayers and so forth, um, all of which are coming from a particular mood or bhava of himself that he confesses about in the um, end of the text, which is something that's rather uncommon. In, in the Gaudiya tradition, and Narottam Thakur has uh, advised much to the contrary, um, actually. For example, one should not even think of one's bhava in the presence of others who are not um, intimate enough to uh, appreciate something like that. So to speak about one's bhava, to display it, uh, it's kind of in the spirit that we're speaking of, uh, that the, the Bible speaks, don't throw pearls before the swine. So keep, and if, if, if a lamp light, a lamp, a spark of bhava hmm, ignites in the heart, then you want to keep it covered from any wind and so forth, that it will, will blow out, something like that. So these are statements that just speak about the the, the fact that inner uh, life and experience is something that as much as you would like to broadcast and celebrate your good fortune for the experience, um, it's not something that you can spread around uh, anywhere and everywhere uh, uh, and uh, have it appreciated in the same light. It's like, uh, you know, guy falls in love and he feels, or gal, and they feel all excited and, and want to tell the world about it, but the world's like, uh, you know, save it for later, or, you know, they're not always ready to party along with them um, in that. So something along uh, those lines. And also there's, uh, on a lower level, uh, there's also the danger that so to speak, that for an intermediate devotee who will have a profound inner experience and so forth, and uh, um, that, and even uh, weep and so forth, that will um, affect it at the same time by his or her material conditioning, will do that in, when it could be when it could be contained. Hmm? And when, when it could be contained and it's not allowed to be contained, then the lower side of his conditioning or conditioning is showing up in the form of bringing attention to themselves, hmm? which is not good and, and can cause it to say goodbye. Or the, the, let the, such experiences that are being afforded will re- recede and... and, and uh, Krishna Bhakti Devi hold back. So I'm elaborating a bit on this this principle. Mm. Um, and it's not something relative to our 
tradition Rupa Goswami mentions it as well, that it should be contained in Narottam Thakura, I'm citing and so forth. So here we find this very um, polar opposite, uh, <laughs> if you will, in Bhaktivinoda Thakur, writing, um, confessional writing. It's a type of writing where you kind of express yourself and, and, uh, and uh, your emotions, and materially speaking, and become naked before your, your readers and so forth. Uh, and uh, it's a particular style, so I refer to his book in, in that um, light as if it was part of that genre of spiritual, because in the end he says, and I got my service and I'm uh, offering the, the, the camphor lamp uh, as an attendant of uh, Radha, handmaiden of Radha, my name is Kamal Manjari, and so forth. Hmm? Um, so that is the, 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 the mood Bhava behind the rest of the book, and he confesses about it and puts it out there. And uh, again, it seems somewhat uh, contradictory to other statements that uh, we we find out, for example, about so many other devotees' uh, identities, let's say, in in Krishna Leela, rather than from themselves, from someone else, Hmm, right? It's not that Rupa Goswami has written an I am Rupa Manjari. Yeah. He hasn't written like that. Hmm? Raghunathas or any, but others, Kavi Karnapur, for example, is one of the principal um, revealers of such who did so at, by his own explanation in his book, Gauravanadeshti Pika, collecting information from other sadhus, observing, and from sacred texts as well, where paradigmatic figures in Krishna Leela are discussed and then making comparisons and so forth. And uh, Vishwanath Chakvati Thakur, uh, a century later, wrote a similar book um, listing the who's who, so to speak, of Gaur Leela in terms of who they are in, in Krishna Leela. And so the, my point only is that they themselves weren't saying that. It's interesting because we, 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 we did... Uh, have uh, published something with regard to Prabhupada's sentiment, not so much details about his um, Swarup, but something about his sentiment, and even that was complained about by something he, he never said. But <laughs> So somebody else is supposed to say and point that out, who has that kind of uh, insight and so forth. They can, and, it, and it should be supported with some pramans, evidence, and, and so forth. Um, but you know, as much as these things may be cautioned about in some ways, these are this is our ideal. This is what we're here for for attaining such. So it is a subject that's much worthy of uh, discussion, appropriately done, and relative to the circle of friends that you might be surrounded by at the time. So here, Bhakti Vinod is given out to the whole, saying it to the whole world. It's thought amongst his followers that that he just uh, gave a kind of a special blessing to speak about himself in that way um, through that uh, that text. So, at any rate, a long prelude to answer, trying to answer your question. We know that Bhakti Vinod didn't say, I'm Gadat or Pandit, and, and, and coming again later in the Leela, which is another point as well that um, is worth considering hmm? uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes to the world with his associate. I mean Krishna doesn't come alone Krishna doesn't exist alone not the one we're after hmm? um, he corresponds as the object of love with so many vessels of love vessels of Risoda's uh, Vatsalyabhav, of Sridam's Sakyabhav, of Lalita, Vishaka's Madhuryabhav, and so forth. This is the beta beta. So the love of God and the God are one and the same. They make, one and one makes the other. Student makes the teacher. Teacher makes the student. You have to have both. Same principle. Hmm? So the whole supporting environment of Vrindavan, hmm, associates and all. This is Krishna. That's why, for example, once I did a many years ago, I published a magazine. Um, it was called Clarion Call. You remember you were there helping me with that. 
uh, Yoga Maya, and uh, we had just formed a mission at that time in the mid nineteen uh, eighties, and it was a it was a time where the the word uh, the term New Age first began, so to speak, and there were these flaky publications coming out <laughs> and whatnot. So um, we didn't have any books at the time, so I began writing, and we started publishing a New Age magazine. We called it Clarion Call, which is a British term, you know, a, a, that that was in, invoked by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur um, to explain the the flute sound of Krishna at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, when he says Sarva Dharman Mamekam Sharanam Raja. He said, this is the, like the call of the flute of Krishna, to wake up everyone and just take shelter of me alone and so forth. Later on, of course, one of his successors, uh, our beloved Pujapad Sridhar made a nice statement about that uh, and expressed a nice feeling about that verse. It kind of corresponds with the idea that the verse itself is like the sound of Krishna's flute calling us to the Brajalila. The word braj is in the text, sarva dharman puritajamam ekam sharanam braj. Braj here means come to me, it's a verb, me, me alone, uh, sarva dharman puritaja, give up all other uh, types of worship, uh, all other objects of worship are partial manifestations of myself. Take shelter of me. Exclusively in Ananya Bhakti, in unmotivated Bhakti, and so forth. But the the word Braja also has in the circle of devotees a meaning that the sound of the word immediately brings to mind. So, as we know, words have different meanings. Hmm? So, when we hear the sound Braja, we tend to think, rather than of it as it's used in that context, of the land of Krishna, which is called Braj. Jiva Goswami has described it as a place that's uh, that's always moving, pastoral. You know, there's like they're moving from one pasture to the next, to greener grasses, being cowherds and so forth. So the place is is a place of of movement. We have to move and be a little flexible to, to enter in there. Hmm? So, at any rate, Pujapatrita Marsh gave a nice and kind of feeling, very much a feeling commentary on that uh, last verse with regard to the word Braj. He said, so Krishna says Braj, he means come to me, but in his own mind he thinks of Braj. And so his mind has gone to Braj and now he can't speak anymore. Bhagavad Gita is over. It's done. Yeah. He's finished. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, that's a big point, of course. Uh, but the, the Gita is only pointing in the direction, you know, kind of uh, of, the, of the kind of spiritual intelligence, to use Prabhupada's terminology, that can can uh, point you in the direction to the to the land. To the, from spiritual, the, the realm of spiritual intelligence to the realm of spiritual, what did he say? Life itself, the Bhagavatam. Hmm? You may know that this ending of the Gita, Sarva Dharman Pratyaja Mamekam Saranam Braja, corresponds with the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Dharma Projita Kaitavotra Paramo Nirmat Saranam Satam. He's saying the same thing there. Dharma Projita Kaitavotra. Hmm? Give up all other lesser ideas of devotion in which you keeping something in your pocket. <laughs> Give something, but I'm keeping something in my pocket for my own security. Like Draupadi, who was, who was being disrobed in the Mahabharat by the um, impious princes and kings. And she raised her hand up and shouted, Govinda, Govinda, protect me. But the sari kept unraveling, and then she she was holding it with one hand, holding the sari, trying to fight back with her own effort, if you will, and one hand calling on Krishna, Govinda, to help her in her plight. But the sari kept unraveling until she let go of the sari and put both hands up and said, Govinda. And then suddenly she had an unlimited 
sorry. So you have to put, try it. Both hands up like <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs> help, help. You I'm over here. <laughs> Something like that. So this is this is the effort. We make an effort to get grace. It's a very different approach than uh Patanjali's yoga uh in the sutras or the Gyanmarg of the Advaitins that are so effort based. Ours is an effort to get mercy to get grace. Hmm? knowing that uh that by that alone we can attain our our ideal hmm? so you dropped that you're working on that so okay so the end of the gita beginning of the bhagavatam there's a correspondence right hmm? and we we pass then from the land of the realm of spiritual intelligence in the gita hmm? Krishna tells us there at the end as well, those who study this ver- this text like Dulal Chandra, upside down, inside out, backwards and frontwards, every word and its meanings, they worship me with their intelligence. Hmm? It's good use of your intellect, which the Gita will give a good bashing to, put it in its place also. Hmm? Intellect is not logic, reason, intellect is not the, the deity on the altar. We should use our head, as I often say, to soften our heart. Hmm? This is the idea. So, uh, the, anyway, the clarion call of the Gita, right? We, we published a magazine, that's, that's, I use the name clarion call, that's where I, where I got it from. And uh, how did I get there? What were we doing? We were publishing the clarion call Magazine, and why was I mentioning that? So there's too many, too, too many, too many threads. Uh, hmm? No, because you were saying, you know, or not really because you didn't have any books. We didn't have any, we didn't have any books. We published our own magazine. We call it the Clarion Call. Yeah. Well, we went to that. Yeah, we've got to go back further. It's, uh, too many thoughts. At any rate, um, pick it up on the tape and go back and see. You can, re- you can remind me. Uh, 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 we were prior to that, at least, and we were talking about the, the, the confessional nature of his uh, um, his his Vinod's work and the peculiarity of that, um, as it would be. Uh, Words have many meanings. We did point, point that out, but that was in relation to the, the Gita text itself. And we had a missing missing link there. <laughs> missing link. Um, I'll think about it while, I, while we talk, but uh, see what comes. But at any rate, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, yes, he did something um, peculiar. It's thought to be um, a uh, kind of a special dispensation. He's a special person. Um, but I guess... Uh, among other things, what I was saying is that it's worth speaking about the fact that if you say he is Gadadhar Pandit, then, for example, you're saying that the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who we were saying, Krishna is never alone, we're, we're picking up a few pieces of it, Krishna is never alone, right? He's, he's made out of his associates love they 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 go together so he when he comes his associates come with him hmm? right hmm. um and just as he does not come alone without his associates how could his associates come alone without him hmm? so this is a worth uh, considering a point that may be raised at times with regard to the idea of the reappearance of um, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He came, his associates thought he must be Krishna. He's giving Krishna prema. Namo Mahabhadanaya. He's the most magnanimous. Uddhava has said, Krishna is the most magnanimous person, and he gives a good example. Uddhava was very learned. What was his example? Hmm? He said, Krishna gave 
Supreme to a lady who approached him with the view of offering her breast to him, breast milk, as a nursemaid when he was only an infant with the um, uh, intention of poisoning him by smearing poison on her nipple. How, like, diabolical could you be? You know, we were, we were taught to approach Krishna affectionately <laughs> and so forth. This is how she approached him in, in the context of the, of the Leela Putana, right? And what happened was that Krishna sucked her life air out, her pran, and then gave her prem. And she disguised herself as a devotee. So Uddhava says, well, if you just disguise yourself as a devotee, just pretend to be a devotee, he might... That's why it's good to, you know, we were talking about this earlier. <laughs> Dress up like one. If you're just wearing a polo shirt, he might think, I don't know who the guy is. You know, doesn't have any tea log. You know, it's not me from my group. So, so, <laughs> uh, he's, who, he, Uddhava said, who in the right mind would take shelter of anybody else? That he responded. The measure of his response was, was extraordinary. And the way in which he approached was so diabolical. Hmm? So Rupa Goswami, uh, artfully, uh, thoughtfully writing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, says, "Namo Mahabodhanaya." He's the most magnanimous. That means Krishna, and he's avatared. He's descended. Namo hmm? Mahabodhanaya, Krishna Prema, Pradayate. He's and and this is what he's doing. He's giving the Prem out hmm? to Putanas hmm? and. Uh, and Jagais and Madais and so forth. The Mahabhadanaya, Krishna Prema Pradaya, Krishnaya Krishna, Chaitanya Namne. Krishnaya Krishna, his name is Krishna Chaitanya. Namne Gaurathise Namaha. And his his appearance is golden. He's, he's describing his name, his qualities, his uh, lila. Hmm? Hmm? all in one nice uh, verse. So they had a glimpse from time to time, his associates, that he's Krishna. Hmm? Especially early on in Nadia when he began to show himself as a devotee, but the measure of his devotion was such that they thought, this, this maybe it's Krishna pretending to be a devotee, to show us how to be a devotee, because nobody could be such a great devotee uh, as him. When he chants the name... We've never seen, we've heard things like this, that chanting the name can do this to people, but it actually does it to him. She said he gets half the syllable of the name out of his mouth, and then he falls in a swoon and and uh, bathes others with his tears and so forth. So when they began to think, maybe he's Krishna, then they would think, well, of course, if he was Krishna, who are his, where are his associates? Because they knew Krishna's never alone. There's always got to be Radha. And not just a Radha. That's a problem. Some people say, I'm Krishna, and here's my Radha. You might think, well, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. Where's your Sudam and Sridam and Nanda and Yashoda and all these people? Hmm? And so they thought, who are, where are they? How could he be Krishna? Where is his associates? And then, of course, they realized, we're his associates. Could it be? He showed them, you're my associates. See who you are. See who I am during the Mahaprakash. Kirtan and Shivas's house, he sat on the altar and said, showed himself to his Bhagawan and showed them who they were in relation to him. Hmm? So Krishna's never alone. He comes, I mean, Swayam Bhagawan, he comes with his associates. So the question is, how will his associates come without him? Hmm? So some people make the argument like this. Therefore, in the succession, the others who come after the associates and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leelas has become unmanifest are sadhana siddhas. That's generally the way it's thought about. And this is a kind of an argument that's brought up. Whether that, that holds, uh, you could argue the other way to some extent, but um, it's, it's, um, it's, it has a little 
weight. So there might be reason to think otherwise or to try to think differently about that um, statement. Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Skarador, Gorkishore as Surup Damodar, and so forth. Uh, I believe that um, others have posited a different sadhana, Siddha Swarup, uh, for Gorkishore Das Babaji as well. Um, in the Advaita Paribar that he was, was a game in, and so forth. Um, so, uh, you know, what to think of Siddhartha get uh, clearing call part, but anyway, um, how did I go to? I probably just looked at you and remembered Sam, <laughs> such a long time ago. Well, yeah, as I'm getting to this, so I think that I think that what he's speaking about, and considering all these points, um, is that some you know semblance of of that re- reminded him. Uh, Bhaktivinoda worshipped Gaur Gadadhar. It's hard to think of him actually literally as Gadadhar. He, that was his deity, Gaur and Gadadhar, which is the Krishna as, as, as Gaur in that Leela and. Radha as as, as Gadadhar. Um, so uh, he, in that sense, he would totally identify with Gadadhar, the bhava of Gadadhar, and as much as you're identified with the bhava, the same bhava, so uh, he, I mean, it would be the same as Kamal Manjari, same bhava, uh, so forth, but apparently on some, in some Instance, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said something like that. She must repeat it once, no other further explanation. But I don't think, my point being, that we, we can take it literally. And many different Gaudiya sects would certainly object to that literally, so we take it in a non-literal way, that uh, he, he felt some sense of their their presence in them due to their preoccupation with Gadadhar, with Surabdhamada or something, something like that. Uh, th- through them, he had uh, the vision hmm, of uh, such uh, members of the eternal retinue of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I, I, I think it has to be looked at in, 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 in that way. Hmm. That helps. Yeah. Um. So... Gopinath Acharya is said to be Baladev and Jibhushana, so it seems like, how do you explain that? Well, um, we don't. That's why I said there are, that's a way of thinking about it. There may be a, there may be a, you know, a, a, a counter to that. I mean, the, the, he's asking about the idea that Baladev Jibhushana, who's a much later devotee in terms of uh, the time in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, and a prominent one in our succession in that he was a great Vedantist and wrote the Govinda Bhashya commentary. Hmm? So it's Bhakti Vinod Thakur, then, who envisioned uh, Baladev Bidyabhushan to be a reappearance of Gopinath Acharya. Gopinath Acharya was the brother-in-law of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Sarvabhoma was a great uh, logician, and he used to um, school, teach young renunciates in the kind of the, the logic of the Vedanta so that they would not be carried away by the world uh, and so forth. So he's a very learned, very, very sober fellow. And when the young Chaitanya came at 24 years old as a sannyasi, he thought, I should, I should... As I have done for other sannyasis, especially this young and handsome lad, I should. Uh, who the world is ready to give the give itself to, hmm? um, has has given up the world. I should coach him, something like that. Well, his brother-in-law took exception. Hmm? He said, "You're going to coach him. He is he is Bhagawan himself." And, and Bhattacharya chuckled. <laughs> That's a nice sentiment, but we follow the scriptures here. He said. Hmm? And the scriptures say that in Kali Yuga there is no avatar of of of, of Krishna of Bhagawan. Hmm? So Sarabhoma then wasn't Gopinath wasn't as learned by any stretch of the imagination, but 
through his bhakti, he got had some responses. And he said, and he, well, Chanakalu, Prahlada said, he comes in a covered form in Kali Yuga. And Krishna Varnam, Tisakrishnam, Sangopangasta Prashnam, Yagnaya Sankirtana Praya, Yajanti Samedas. Again, in, in a hidden form, in a golden form. So, so he quoted some verses, but the, they may have different interpretations as well. Hmm? So those are not the real, most compelling praman or evidence for the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. For me, to me anyway, the most compelling evidence is, evidence is how the Goswamis have plumbed the depths of the psychology of Krishna in the Rasa Leela and, and seen him, uh, questioning his own identity because he's known as the Rasa Raj, the king of Rasa, but he finds that Radha has greater ecstatic experience of rasa than himself. So, who am I really? Who they say I am? All the yogis and everybody who worships me. And so, um, he understands that who is it that Radha? This Radha is. Everybody worships me, but they don't know it. But I'm worshiping her. My mind is always on her. Is she? She's not. Maybe she's God. Maybe I'm not. So he's thinking like this, but he's very intelligent. So he he realizes. What it is is that she sees something in me that that I don't see. From her vantage point, she can see, and that's driving her mad and making her attractive to me. Therefore, I want to see myself from that vantage point and taste what she's tasting. Hmm? This is the and so there has to be a clever um, way in which that uh, is is realized. That's what we call the extension encore of Krishna Lila. Gorlila that completes it. The Krishna Lila is not complete unto itself. Hmm? If you t- therefore, if you take Chaitanya Mahaprabhu out of the picture, then what kind of worship of Krishna is that? You're not getting very deep there. Hmm? This is the idea. We discussed this a little um, last night. Hmm? So, again, Bhagopinath, so, Gopinath was a, uh, this was his, he made some arguments, but about the charges, Sarvamo didn't take him too seriously. And then, of course, Mahaprabhu said to Gopinath, no, no, I don't think like that. I mean, he's elder. He's a friend of my, 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 my own, uh, father and, uh, grandfather and, uh, I just grew up under him in, in Bengal and I, I, and he has affectionately wants to teach me. I'm just a young sannyasi. So let me take advantage of his, of his teaching. So a meeting was arranged for Sarvabhuma to teach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, in the context of the teaching, but the charge of, became revealed to him that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna himself. Hmm? He made Sarvabhuma's logic and reasoning and knowledge base look very impoverished compared to his own. Meanwhile, Gopinath, according to Bhakti Vinod, I think he, he writes it in Navadvipta Mahatmya, Gopinath thinking, hmm, okay, so Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya said he's going to learn from Sarvabhama, um, so I'd, I'd really like to hear what, he, you know, I'd like to really, really hear this conversation somehow. Hmm? Reminds me of Sridhar Maharaj once he said he was, there was a fellow who came to the darshan of Bhakti Siddhanta, his guru, and after the darshan he said uh, he was a wealthy fellow, mercantile man, and he said, I have a question I want to ask. And he was given the permission to ask the question, but he said, no, I want to ask it in private. Hmm? So uh, Bhaktisiddhanta indulged him and dismissed everyone. Hmm? But Chidra Maharaj kind of lingered and so he could hear, what, what question will he ask Guru Maharaj? Hmm? And, but he was shooed away and they went out away in, 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 and sat in the night at a distance in you know, under a tree in a bush, something like that. Mm-hmm. But Chidamar snuck up. He told us, and he in his ear. What what will he ask? And so he he looked around. The guy, if anybody's here, and he said, "Have you seen Krishna?" <laughs> Which is kind of a silly question. And uh, Bhakti Siddhanta more or less said, "If I say yes, then you'll think I'm proud. If you say no, you'll think." Why should I listen to him? Yes. Uh, you could say, I don't know, I, I wasn't looking for Krishna. I was looking for service to Krishna, and I found a lot of that. Hmm. And the 
implication being that's where he's found, right? So, anyway, just reminded me of that for a moment, but Gopinath had a similar kind of, what will they talk about? So he's hung out in the bushes, and he overheard the conversation of Vedanta discussed between Bhattacharya and, and, and the young Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then he had a later birth as Baladev Vidyabhusana and became the great commentator on Vedanta. So it's an example of Bhakti Vinod positing the idea that some eternal associate would come in another incarnation. Some people say Rupa Goswami came again as Vishwanath Chakwati Thakur. So there, there are a couple, there's a couple of sides to this, um, that you could, you could argue in different ways. I mean, there's no definitive evidence, I would say. Um, yeah, you have, there is, there is, of course, we know, we mentioned the other night, there's Brihad Bhagavatamrita where you've got Gopal Kumar, he's going in and out between the Leelas, and, and Radharani asks him to go and pick up this Jana Sharma, the, the Matura Brahman, and teach him, and bring him to, to, um, to become a Kinkar, uh, a, 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 one of the friends of Krishna and servants of Radha, like, like Gopal Kumar. Hmm? Radharani asks him to do that, so he goes, and so, there's an example. So, you can argue and, uh, against the idea that there are examples. Maybe that would be the most uh, prominent one of associates coming. Of course, he would he would have been a, a sadhana siddha, but once you're a siddha, then how can you leave? Is the point? How would Krishna let you leave? Hmm. But uh, the devotees are very very embodiments of compassion. So. It is through them that Krishna shares that compassionate nature of himself. Yes? Yeah, and also, I was, you know, along the same lines, and I think it's Prem Balas by Nityananda Das, there's, um, he speaks about Yerabhadra, Srinivas, and Naratam all being, like, incarnate. I think he said Srinivas is an incarnation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Naratam <laughs> is an incarnation of Nityananda. I mean, so, it's, so again, I think it might be what the example of like seeing those persons. They were like, yeah. Devotees say things. Great devotees sometimes out of out of bhava. And it may not be supportable, and but it's not objectionable. Uh, that's it's not against the Siddhanta, but um, um, statements like that in that book they're, they're not going to be taken as universally accepted necessarily by by everyone. But that, you know. There, uh, I like the story about Gopinath. I, I, I've repeated that one before. Yes. You said that as Krishna comes with his devotees, devotees come with Krishna. Could you explain that a little further? Like, is is Krishna coming in the heart of the devotees? Is he coming as the holy name? What what were you thinking of when you said? That? Well, I mean, like to manifest his leela. Hmm. Leela requires parikar. It requires associates. Meanwhile, yes, in the form of his name, he entered. Say, like Bhakti Thakur coming is coming with Krishna and associates in some way. Saraswati Thakur. No, we were saying that if Gadadhar was his Radha was to come independent of Gorlila, then would be an example of of Krishna's devotee and his dear most coming independently of him. That was the point we were making. So if Krishna only comes with his when he comes, he only comes with his devotees. Then you could make the argument that devotees only come with Krishna. So Krishna hasn't come, so how is Gadadhar going to come? Would be the the point. Yes. Yeah, that's all right. No, just we're just talking. It's like friends. <laughs> I think it was last night, or it might have been the night before. You were saying how um, uh, in the apricot leela. Christians in his Kaishur age, mm-hmm. but that within that age, all the other ages are contained. So, are there eternal um, manifestations of cowherd boys in the other ages in the Apricot Lila, or are they all of Kaishur age? Well, they all are. Yeah, they all in the in the in the manifest Lila. Mm-hmm. There is some. There's the birth of Krishna. There's the growth and so forth. Associates as well, and then they reach the point of their their position 
as it appears in the Nitya Lila. Hmm? Right? And then it doesn't go any further than that. Hmm? And then that's how they appear in the Nitya Lila. So it's not that Krishna is only Kishore and his friends are, you know, not, or something like that. Yeah, they're, well, they are, they are the age that they are. They, they, in the, 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 the beautiful thing, one of the beautiful things about the manifest Leela is there, there is this development. It appears like it's a new thing, hmm? but it's just the way in which the Leela is, is manifesting that's unique hmm, to the Prakat Leela. Hmm? And in, in the, in the Uppercut Leela, everything is, ages are fixed and so on and so forth. Something like that, but yes, uh, the it's not like when when in, with Krishna's ages, as soon as he moves from the Kumar, the childhood, to the boyhood, the Kumar is existing in someone's heart, manifesting. It's it's appearing in another universe, uh, and it also enters into the excellences of his Kumar, which are exceeded by the excellences of his Poganda age. Or that's one of the reasons that the Poganda age excels. The Kumar age, because it's the Kumar plus the Boganda. Mm-hmm. Hmm? The excellences of the Kumar age are also contained in the Poganda. And when he goes from boyhood to adolescence, both of those excellences enter into the adolescence. So it's adolescence plus something like that. That's why it's uh, thought to be the uh, the uh, uh, most attractive form, and it is to everybody. In an that doesn't mean to say that Mother Yasoda doesn't see her child in the, in the adolescent. Uh, and, of course, we have experience like that. You see your son, he's grown up, but maybe you don't, you don't quite see him as grown up as he thinks he is, or he is, actually. Something like that. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. What else? Yes. Um, you see uh, the great saints in our tradition attaching themselves to a single book sometimes? Um, I think that that clarion call, I think I was just a slight point, I was just mentioning that the Gita verse, which we were citing when we were saying that you use your intelligence in the Gita and to go from the civilization of the intelligence to the civilization of the the Atman itself, hmm, where it has a life in the Bhagavatam. And the last verse is corresponding to the first verse of the Bhagavatam. And the last verse tells us, in one sense, go to Braj. And Bhakti Siddhanta called it the clarion call. And I think I may have just mentioned as an aside that we published a magazine with that name. Sorry, your point? That's <laughs> right, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, <coughs> great saints kind of attach, they do attach themselves to a certain book. A certain book? Sometimes they attach themselves to a single book like yeah. Kishore to uh, Naratam Das Thakur's song books. Um, Pratana. Prema, Prema Chandrika. Prema, Prema Bhakti Chandrika. Yeah. Or uh, Dr. Siddhanta, I've heard, read the Chaitanya Charitamrita over and over again. <coughs> and I was just wondering the significance of that. Um, that great Vaishnavas kind of. Well, I just think it's it's uh, they uh, everyone's a, everyone's an individual of sorts, <laughs> so <laughs> so they, you know, it strikes them in a certain way, and they, they 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 like that. It may have something to do with in a bigger picture, but I think uh, um, it may be dependent also on the time of time of their life. Certain books. Prabhupada was living on the Chaitanya Charitamrita when he, he said when he was coming on the boat or across and life what was he saying and, and uh, something like that and that was his like really his food and drink everything the nectar of the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, and you know so, I mean, this is something that somebody said but his favorite book was this his favorite, you know so it, 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 they may have thought so, or he may have said so at some point, but he might have said something different at another point. Why someone would be attracted to one book over another, there could be any number of, of, of reasons. Um, so I wouldn't make too much out of it. What else?
Yes. I was, just, I was reminded of when we were talking about uh, Sarvabhoma. I, I, I don't know how accurate it is, but I've heard that Chaitanya would always stand in the back of the temple room when he would go see Jagannath. Yeah. And I was wondering if there is a reason more, more than... I, I mean, I, my understanding was that if he went too close, he would manifest too many of his... Um, mm-hmm. the ecstasy would come out and everything like that so he would stay back I was wondering if there's some kind of uh, lesson for us to learn well that's the what happened was that when he came to Jagannath Puri and he, and he entered the temple he saw the deity then he fell and passed out in, a, in, a, in a ecstasy and the um, you know all of a sudden a guy comes into the temple starts rolling around and drooling and so forth and so the attendants there, they, they, they were ready to shoo him out and beat him. You know, some not has come in here, you know, he's making disturbance. Threw him out of the temple. Um, but uh, Mahaprabhu's associates stopped them and said, no, you know, this is a special ecstasy that he's fallen into and so forth. And they were able to hold them off long enough uh, for word to be sent to Sarvabhama, who came and made a test and saw that he was breathing and realized that he had was experiencing Mahabhava for great great ecstasy. There's hmm? a story. And so um, when he was taken to Sarvama's house and Sarvama took care of him and so forth, then he, he, he cautioned him about it that I, I believe in the future don't you know go, don't get too close. That's gonna be uh, it could be a problem for you. So he would stand in the back at the Garuda Stamba and view Jagannath from from there. <clears throat> As far as uh, for us, <laughs> I don't think we have to worry too much <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything to learn from that um, uh, uh, per se. Uh, um, but there's something to be said for the idea that um, some have said the guru is like fire, so you could look at the the deity in the same way, in a sense that um, the guru is a is a particular manifestation of divinity, and and that's all appearing within the context of a fair amount of humanness, also. Hmm. So the deity of Krishna is. You could look close and say, well, just some wood or some metal or some stone or some statue. What the heck? What are they jumping around for here, you know? Uh, so, the, how we distance ourselves, if you will, from the deity so that we can see the deity in a different light is through, by viewing him through the lens of the sacred texts and the words of saintly persons, who teach us about the how it is possible for the deity to, for the divinity to manifest in a form constituted of material elements, and how it can be approached with mantra and different procedures and language and so forth, and uh, in, a, in a kind of a realm of ritual, which is like in between the material world and the spiritual world, a symbolic representation in the language. In the worship is, you know, oh, you don't say Krishna, here's, here's some pancakes or something. You say, oh, Krishna, there's a special, Mother Yasoda is not doing that. Hmm? But we're doing that. And, and, and then from this realm of ritual, you enter into the world. When the deity says, can you just bring it, a, you know, a little quicker than that? When it's still hot? Or can you give me a little more salt? Then, you know, Okay, then I can just say, "Hold on, I'll get it when I when I can." I'm busy because he's gonna. You means you're pretty busy in his service, and for him to talk to you. So, and so we know from the sadhus and in the literature and the history, there are examples of such. And every now and then, when we approach in the right way, uh, we we get a glimpse, we get some reciprocation and so forth. And we we don't. It's it's a beginning of the nam the the, the rupa the form of Krishna coming out of. The nam. We say this form, his lila, his qualities are all in the name. When we're chanting the name, which is our primary practice, and we begin to see the deity hmm, as the form of Krishna rather than as a statue, so it's a primitive or beginning way, 
in which Nam has sort of manifest himself in terms of Rupa and, and to us. And so we, we lovingly worship the deity and ordinary materialistic people who don't have that background and so forth. They don't, they don't see it like that. So there needs to be some distance, right? Some philosophical distance. You see with the philosophical eye. Similarly, the guru has to be seen with the philosophical eye. I mean, he, he, he sits, you know, maybe a couple inches higher here than anybody, um, yeah, and then it moves amongst us, like breathes, eats, bathes, and so forth. But then he or she speaks, and some distance can be created. You can think like, whoa, she knows something. Whoa, I never thought of it like that. So the, through the, through the, through the discourse and the sharing of knowledge and so forth, some distance is created, some regard is created, and so then the humanness is doesn't get in the way, so to speak, as long as it's controlled. That's also, you know, an objective standard by which to understand if someone who's sitting on the seat is actually should be actually sitting on there. It has to have have harnessed the human passions, and so it's an objective standard by which this is kind of like entry-level teacher has to, if they've done that then maybe there's more going on inside as well so you know we we we, we and that's again the philosophical eye with which to, to to view but then you know if you're actually hearing from a qualified person then even it turns such all the humanists even starts to become divine <laughs> And uh, you can see many of Prabhupada's disciples who were thinking like that. Uh, once Tamal Krishnamarsh told me that that he used to think that if you were spiritual and somebody asked you a question, a yes or no question, if the answer was yes, you would shake your head, yes, yes, like this. Because in America we go like this, right? We go up and down, yes, yes. But if you're spiritual, he thought... You go like this because Prabhupada goes yes yes yes. I said till I went to India and I said everybody goes everybody does like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes yes yes. <laughs> so uh, it's a way in which you know through his through the through the what he was gaining through the knowledge and association that he was then applying in his practice and getting spiritual experience. Though all of the humanness of Prabhupada was cast in a divine, divine light, however he moves, it must be how they do it in the spiritual world, you know, something like that. So, so that's something. Therefore, the fire example is given, right? You can't get too close to the fire, but you can't keep too far away either, because if you're too far away from the fire, you won't get any heat, you won't be able to cook. But if you get too close, you'll get cooked yourself, you'll be burnt. So to find that, you know, that kind of distance, so to speak, is, is important and maybe negotiated also. On the guru has to kind of like see, he can get closer, she can get closer, she needs a little more distance and more knowledge to, and so forth. So it's important to to create that, that everybody may, you know, may, 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 may progress. So something about... A healthy distance is kind of what you're asking about. There is a there is a place for that. All right, we'll stop there. Shri Shri Goradamadava ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Brindaki jai, Gaur Premanande.